Welcome everybody to today's devotion. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, uh, so we're over halfway uh, through the book um, by by the end of chapter 3. I believe there's only five chapters, and uh, 2 Thessalonians, I think, is three chapters, so uh, these books aren't very long. Remember that the Pauline epistles are largely ordered in um, length order, so Romans, 1 Corinthians are your longest, Philemon being, being your, your shortest. Uh, that's a general rule. Uh, but here in chapter 3, uh, Paul is reporting what Timothy reported to him. So as we saw at the end of chapter 2, Paul says, Look, my, my, my great longing is to be with you again, to see you again, and and to uh, minister to you again, and to be ministered by you uh, again. But, but he's been hindered. And so he explains what has hindered him uh, in chapter 3. And so he finds himself being left behind in Athens. Um, and and we, we get one story in, when, when he is in Athens in, in the book of Acts. Um, and so Paul says, being that I couldn't go, um, I sent my protege, my, um, um, uh, what's, I was going to use Star Wars uh, term now, I can't even think of it. But he, he sends to him a Padawan. There we go. I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan. Um, so he's going to send to him Timothy. And of course, We've we've read through First and Second Timothy. Timothy plays a role in almost all the, the epistles. Uh, he was really uh, Paul's disciple, and there were others, but really uh, Paul's closest disciple. So he sends Timothy, and Timothy's job is to minister to them, to encourage them on Paul's behalf, but also to bring back a report to Paul. So what we have in this short chapter is uh, Timothy. Uh, what Timothy reported to Paul, Paul now reports to the Thessalonians. So verse 6 says, But now that Timothy has come to us from you, has brought us the good news of your faith and love, and reported that you always remember us kindly and long to see us as we long to see you. For this reason, brothers, in all our distress and affliction, we have been comforted about you through your faith. For now we live, if you are standing fast in the Lord. For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. So you see, this is a general um, um, language that, that Timothy brought back a, a good report, the good news of your faith and love, um, and, and reported you, 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 you remember and pray for, for Paul. And them regularly. So you see what it is that is encouraging Paul is first of all they continue to live by faith um, and not a saturated or not a not a uh, watered down faith, um, a diluted faith, but but the faith is encouraging to Paul. They're also a mot- uh, uh, living by love. He'll, he'll say uh, he'll mention this in chapter four that, that that they are characterized by love, and this is really is the key: faith and love and prayer. Right? I mean, if, if you just want to boil it down to something simple, uh, to, to be a faithful Christian is to live by faith, um, show love. And then to to pray, right? I mean, this is about as base as you get. Paul's not asking for 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 budgets. He's not asking for numbers. He's not asking for programs. He's not asking for a lot of the things that we think are most important today. He's asking: Are they living by faith? Do they demonstrate the love of the gospel? And are they regularly in prayer, despite circumstances, despite how difficult things might get, despite who is uh, who, who's elected president, despite uh, their, their budgets and, and their careers and all of that sort of, sort of stuff. It's faith, love, and prayer. That's it. Paul is encouraged because they are, they are demonstrating their faith, love, and prayer. He goes on in verse 11. 
I think we'll we'll be done quite early, right? This could be the shortest one we we've done. You're you're welcome. Um, by the way, Paul says not only are are the Thessalonians praying for Paul, but he he encouraged them that Paul was praying for the Thessalonians, and that their their mutual suffering is an encouragement to continue to pray for others. As Paul suffers, he thinks of those who are suffering. As the Thessalonians suffer, they're thinking of Paul who is suffering. Right? This is the the Christian way of of living. We we don't internalize everything. Say, "Woe is me! I'm having a bad day." But a reminder of, "I'm not alone in my sufferings. I'm not alone in my circumstances." Let me minister to them, if nothing else, but by prayer. And the second you you, you stop internalizing your issues, you'll you'll find freedom from them and the ability to persevere from them. Well, verse 11 says, Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way to you. Let me just remind you how saturated First and Second Thessalonians are with Jesus, God, Holy Spirit. Um, it's, it's just in every, in fact, more than every verse um, uh, on average says it. So um, may they direct uh, uh, Paul's way to the Thessalonians. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. He'll have more to say about this in, in chapter 4. But what Paul wants is he says, okay, I got a good report in your faith, love, and prayer. Let's increase that. So rather than stay content and say, look, I've I've been reading my Bible really good. I can take some time off. I'm good. I know my Bible. I've been praying really good. I can take some time off. I've been a good Christian kid. Uh, I, I've got pretty good faith. I, I think I can sort of coast here. And that is not Paul's mentality, that, that we should continue to grow in faith, continue to grow in love, and to continue to grow in prayer. Uh, and and that, that is going to be emphasis again in chapter 4. Verse 13, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. There's two things to note there. One, the purpose of faith, love, and prayer is holiness. This is a major theme in, in, in this book. Again, chapter 4 is going to really dive into this. Holiness. The Christian is called to holiness, not to political influence, not to economic advancement, um, not, not to influence, but to holiness. Our priority must be holiness. What an opportunity uh, COVID has given us to focus on holiness and the spiritual disciplines and everything else. The other thing he mentions is the, the coming of Christ. He's hinted at this already, uh, but chapter 4, he's going to make a, a direct appeal to it. What we get in First and Second Thessalonians is not necessarily get out your, your dispensational charts and try to find where's the Antichrist. But rather it is to say that knowing that Christ is coming and his coming is imminent is a means of growing in holiness and perseverance. He hints at that here. Well, I promised you to get out early, so let's do that. Lord willing, I'll see you here tomorrow. We'll look at chapter 4.